and welcome to the Sportscast, February 7, 2019. Welcome to the first fully episode on the Sportscast channels. Please hit the subscribe button, follow us on Twitter, uh, and also share this to all your friends. And if you're on iTunes, please leave a rating and review. It will help us out tremendously. National Signing Day 2019 has come to a close. It's a day that a high school senior can sign a binding national letter of intent with his school. And to join us to recap what happened today, Mr. Tyler Turner, welcome to the Sportscast. What up, dude? How you doing? Tyler, tell us what you think about today's uh, National Signing Day. Yesterday. Um, oh, yesterday. My bad. Uh, what, do you, what, do you want, what do you want to know? Who were the surprises? Uh, who do you think um, had the best day? Well, because, you know, it's obviously there's two signing days. There's the early signing and then the regular. Um, this year, I think it was like 76% signed during the early signing. So it was a very small field. Um, there's only 25% of the prospects left. I think it was only like 15% of the blue chip prospects that were left. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where you had the guys who didn't sign were just getting recruited like crazy. So, um, so, so who had, like, some people that had great, like, okay, so you had some teams that had really good signing days and you had other teams that just didn't have really – do anything on signing day, but still had very good recruiting period. Like Tennessee, um, Oregon. Well, well the, no, no, I'm talking about. Uh, okay, I'm gonna get there. But anyway, <laughs> but like you, no, I said you had, you had. No, that's not what I said. Because I said I said some teams had extremely good, like signing, uh, recruiting period, like meaning the whole recruiting period 2019, like Oregon, Oregon number seven, first in the Pac-12. But their actual signing day, they only had one commitment. Uh, that was Kristen Williams, a free star from Tennessee, defensive tackle. But it, but Oregon obviously had a great recruiting uh, period. Um, Michigan was number eight, and they had a great recruiting period. They had n- nobody. They didn't find anybody on the late signing period. Um, another one was Oklahoma. Oklahoma's number six. They didn't find anyone. So do you see what I'm say- saying? Yeah. Like there were some teams that just had everyone locked up in the early signing period. So they they really had uneventful. Uh, uh, signing second signing day um teams that were good teams that had really good signing days that that had a lot of room to make up had spots to fill was tennessee tennessee i think was about 16th when the day started and i think they finished did they finish 12th i think they finished 12th but they the the two thing was they got five star darnell wright um off at the tackle from west virginia and then they got four star um, linebacker Henry Toto from De La Salle, California. So they had a very good uh, day. Florida flipped Chris Bogle from Alabama, uh, four-star outside linebacker. They also um, signed Kier Elam, uh, four-star top 50 cornerback. So they had a good signing day. They moved into the top 10. They were outside of the top 10 pretty much the whole year. So a good signing day for them. Um, LSU, LSU finished pretty strong. To finish in the top five, they signed, uh, I forgot his first name, it's Alexander, um, for, um, a four-star wide receiver. Then they had another guy who was like a three-star corner. He's not super huge, but, um, who else did they get? Uh, maybe, 
Uh, well, and, and, and that's all. Um, they actually lost out in a heated battle with for uh, four-star defensive tackle Ishmael Softer. They um, he went to Alabama over LSU. Yeah, which, that LSU. secured Alabama the uh, the nation's number one recruiting class for the eighth time in nine years. They did get that. I Softer didn't secure it. They they had it anyway. Okay. Actually, Alabama. If you just want to judge Alabama by yesterday, Alabama actually did have a great day. They they had uh, Chris Bogle flip from them. They had uh, um, Christian Williams, four star corner. He flipped to Miami, and they also were considered the longtime favorite for Henry Toto, who ended up going to Tennessee. So actually, Alabama for just the day in particular, probably uh, other than Ishmael Foster, did not have like an amazing day, but they did so well in the early signing period. It didn't matter. Speaking about um, the Gators, uh, they shot up to number nine in the two, four, seven sports composite team ranking recruiting rankings as they continue to pad what is arguably the best back eight group hall in the nation. One of the greatest country's top pass rushers is Chris Bogle, which you mentioned flip from, uh, from Alabama to the Gators. You think the Gators are looking good? Yeah, I mean, they have a good class. Dan Mullins is a very good coach. Um, I heard they have a pretty good class start 2020. So, yeah, they're, 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 they're doing pretty good. The Gators are going to, they're, they're getting some people. Their, their talent level is getting back to where it used to be. Oregon Ducks got a three star quarterback named Kale Millen. What have you heard about him? No, they didn't. <laughs> He's been there forever. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What year is this article? No, 43 minutes know. ago. <laughs> Kale, well, I mean, are you just mentioning, like, random recruits now or what? No, I've I mean, actually he, got an article uh, from, two, uh, from, uh, uh, from 247 Sports, and they're mentioning Kale Millen, but apparently this is old news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, like, you just got him. No, they, they got him. He 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 committed in June, <laughs> oh. so he yeah he, he and he signed he signed in December. I'm like yeah he's great he's he's a very good quarterback he has a lot of upside yeah but but I mean we I can talk about Kale Millen yeah I mean do you think he's him. like he's could be a great backup for, or do I think what do you think he'll be a great backup uh, to Herbert? He won't no Tyler Tyler Shock uh, uh, four star. Top 150 guy from last year is probably going to be the backup. Millen will be probably redshirt. He'll probably be the third string guy. Um, I think. I mean, I think he'll give. I, I personally think Tyler Shuck will still be the starter after Herbert leaves. They they, they signed a really good kid last year. Uh, um, uh, opening att- attendee, consensus four star Tyler Shuck from uh, Arizona. So they um, between him and Millen. They have two decent, pretty, pretty good guys behind behind Herbert. Now back to the uh, to the top signings of of the day. The Bulldogs finished number two after taking the top spot a cycle ago, and made it interesting again this year. Highlighted by the day's biggest shock, flipping long term Auburn five star receiver Comet George Pickens, who visited Athens the weekend of January eighteenth, and also considered LSU, Miami, and Tennessee down the stretch. Kirby Smart. Well, so, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, it was a, it was a kind of a surprise. He was not he was not projected by any. He was probably the biggest surprise of the day because um, 
you, you have a lot of great experts. Two four seven has one of the best networks out there, oh, and you had you have Steve Wilfong, who's a national recruiting director. You have uh, Barton Simmons. Uh, you have, uh, I mean, you have guys on each coast. You have Brian Doan over on the East Coast. You have John Garcia. He's in the Alabama area. You got Greg Biggins out west. You have Brandon Huffman out west. Um, Baron Gula is another good guy out west. Uh, you have Alan True. See, they, they cover it all. Normally, people, the na- either the national, especially Wilt Fong, and then you also get into the regional areas and they usually know when a guy's going to flip and usually start there's something called the 247 crystal ball and they'll say the guy's going to go there um and normally i think especially the top experts they tend to be pretty right but uh no one picked it i mean it was kind of a shocker so the big pickup by georgia and uh georgia georgia's i mean their run is pretty impressive on their recruiting trail they had by far the best class in 2018 they ran away with the recruiting championship. They made it a lot closer with Alabama. It, it's now within 10 points difference in the 247 composite. Which you and think then, uh, not three, What'd you say? Which, which you think that's close? Yeah, I mean, if you get within 10 points of a team, um, talent-wise in the composite, it's, it, I would say the differences aren't great. They're, they're not drastic. So, um, and, and and that's actually another thing to 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 remark on. So you have Alabama, who's three seventeen points on the composite, and then you have like a nine point difference between them and Georgia. The difference between number two Georgia and number three Texas is twenty one points. Wow, that's pretty significant. And to make it to just really understand the picture of that, the difference between number three Texas and number 13 Penn State is 17 points. Wow. So the number 13 team in Penn State, it actually was, per the recruiting rankings, was closer in talent with third-rated Texas than third-rated Texas was with second-rated Georgia. Now, Tyler, so, uh, yeah. Alabama and Georgia ran away with the best classes by far in this year's recruiting. Speaking about recruiting, I know you promised us a couple episodes back you'll explain the recruiting process. What goes behind the scenes? What's the timeline, the time frame? What do these schools do to get these players? It's not that easy, I heard. Oh, man. Did I say I was going to explain this? Yeah, I mean, you you know, you you can have a whole podcast next week if you want, but... Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, that would probably take a whole podcast. Um, I mean, there is just you have visiting them in camps to go watch them in satellite camps, like rival camp, the two, four, seven as a camp and the opening. And, and I, I mean, I don't know if coaches can be at the opening, but they're always at these camps. And then, and then you have unofficial visits. Like the crazy thing is back in the day, I think mostly it was dependent upon an official visit. An official visit means the school pays for everything. They pay for your, airfare, your hotel, they pay for your time on campus. You don't have to pay for anything. Unofficial visit, you have to pay for everything. You have to pay for your travel. You have to pay for your hotel accommodation. Well, now you have kids that will take two, three, four unofficial visits before ever taking an official visit. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and then it's just so you just have to, the unofficials visiting kids at camp, Constant calling. Um, I believe 
assistant, I, I, don't quote me on that. I think assistant coaches can go home into the home frequently to visit uh, recruits. Now, I'm not pretty sure that the head coach can only go into the home one time. Wow. So you can only go one time. And then there's dead periods where you cannot visit recruits. How about phone calls? For certain periods. Yeah, you can phone call all the time. You can do that all the time. <laughs> Personal. And according according to like Oregon staff is considered the most ferocious recruiters, maybe actually in the whole country. Of course. According to no, I'm not saying this. I'm like this is according <laughs> to the recruiting guys. Greg, Greg, Greg Biggin says it. Justin Hopkins, uh, ScoopDuck. dot uh, com says it. Um, it's been still so Steve Wilfon, national recruiting director is uh, Oregon is just in a very, I mean, they like go to your every camp. They go to all house every time they can. I mean, they literally like, like stole the one kid who ended up getting an offer by Alabama uh, the day of the signing day. And he would, he would have been, he was, he's an Alabama kid. He's from uh, whatever. I can't remember the town, but something fork Alabama. I mean, he would have gone to Alabama. But Oregon was like at his house every day, <laughs> and, and and you know Alabama offered him, but the kid was just like, dude, they showed me so much love. I just was like, no, nah, I'm going to Oregon. He, they took wow. a kid that a kid right in Alabama's backyard because they literally were like, I mean, they gave him a lot of love. Uh, they took Micah Pittman away from Florida. He was a long time. His mom's a Florida alum. His mom lived in Florida. He was like. I remember when they did a crystal ball. Florida had like every crystal ball. Like everyone thought he wasn't even really that considering Oregon. He decided to take an unofficial visit, and they just went crazy for him. We're like at his house all the time, like hitting him up, going to see him practice, and all of a sudden he's like, "Screw that!" And and I remember there was all of a sudden uh, Justin Hopkins like last summer was like, "Mike Pittman, I think is going to go to Oregon." And everyone's like, what? He was, we for sure thought he was going to Florida. And then all of a sudden, Greg Biggins says, oh, he's going to Florida. I mean, going to Oregon. And then everyone all of a sudden's like, he's going to Oregon. And lo and behold, he does this huge commitment video that was more like a movie. He went to Oregon. Ask Ryan Christ about that. I mean, he was a guy who most of the time, everyone thought was going to Florida. But Oregon basically just hustled like crazy and stole him away, basically. And so that, that was kind of their modus operandi. Um, you have other schools that I think just recruit themselves. I mean, I'm sure they have great recruiters and awesome recruiters on staff, but I mean, Alabama is just a beast, you know, Clemson's a beast, <laughs> uh, Georgia's a beast, Ohio State's always just tough. Those places are just tough. You know, they're so much history. They're blue bloods. <clears throat> I mean, you see the place and the trophies and kids just get mesmerized. So they're just tough to beat. But, other people, they have to hustle super hard in order to get players. In Oregon, you know, not as long. They had that run of, under Chip Kelly, which gave them a brand, and they have Nike, and they have, they have that thing going for them. But, you know, they have to get out because Oregon, that's not, a, that's not a hotbed. Like, there's hardly anyone there. If you get one or two good players in Oregon a year, you're lucky. So, yeah. What do you think comes down to these kids' decision? Do you think it's tradition? You know, my dad went to this school. My dad liked this school or I've always dreamed about going to this school. What do you think it really comes down to? Oh, it's, it's totally different for a kid. One kid, it might be his dad's alma mater. Another kid might be the team that showed him the most love. He doesn't care about yeah, if his dad went to 
I mean, there, there's a lot of there's there's several kids I can mention that their dad was an alum of. I I know a guy, two different kids that their dads were Oregon Duck alum. The one went to Washington, the other went to UCLA. Um, and that goes for like all over the country. There's kids that their dad went to Miami, but they got a ton of love by Alabama, so they went to Alabama. Patrick Sertain, I forgot where his dad went, but I know he goes to Alabama. Um, so it it really is it. Okay. It really is um, dependent upon the kid. One kid, it will be because of the alma mater. Another kid will be because of my kids ran in the room. Um, and then another kid will be because he just loved. Another kid will be because it was his team growing up, his dream school. Um, another kid will be, I don't know, because it's, it's near his family. Another one will be proximity. It depends. It's totally different. I've heard there's like, there'll be like six different kids. And, um, I mean, like Brew McCoy, mm-hmm. who ended up at Texas, his parents and his whole family was like USC alums. And that's why I originally went to USC, but they decided that Texas is a better place. So you just never know. Just because your kid's an alum, just because your dad played for USC, doesn't necessarily mean his kid's going to go to USC. His kid might decide to go to um, UCLA. Well, I mean, Kale Millen. Kale Millen's dad, Hugh Millen, was a was an All American at Washington. Really? All American. Yeah, he is. He, he speaks on a weekly Husky show. <laughs> his kid went to the bitter rival. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they still are mad. Like, if you go to, to, to the Husky boards, um, they still can't believe that his kid went to, uh, um, went to Oregon. Yeah. That's what do you gossipy. think? You think some teams have it easier than others? You know, let's just say Alabama. You think, oh, well, Alabama's a championship win school. Cool. Easy pick. If they're interested. Like, uh, no, yeah, well, no, because no, because there's like I said, like once again, that goes back to subjective, meaning like, wh- what if it, a kid really wants to pay, play right away? What if a kid's yeah. number one want is to play as a true freshman? Would Alabama be the best choice? No, you're probably in the bench for a year at least. I mean, yeah. Well, actually, that is basically because Kayvon Thibodeau, number two player in the country, um went to uh he was between Alabama and Oregon and he picked Oregon. When it came down to it, he kinda of explained the reason. A statement that that really resonated with him when he talked to Nick Saban was Nick Saban said, Well, there's a pretty good chance you'll redshirt as a freshman and, you know, he might take you a year, maybe even two years, to really play because of just the talent we have on the team. And he's like, Screw that, I want to play right away. And Oregon's like, dude, if you come in, you'll be starting day one. And he probably will. I mean, honestly, he probably will. They're not just talking crap to him. I, I don't think there's anyone quite as good as him at, for, for getting after the passer. He'll definitely be a starter in pass rush situations. So he's, he, that was kind of the main thing that, that gave Oregon the victory for Davon Thibodeau. Um, and, and there's other schools, same thing. It's like they, they, or they see that they have five stars. Now, some kids don't care. Now, some kids are like, I'm a five-star. I'm going to start right away. You have, like, Trey Sanders who picked Alabama. He's like, I'm going to come in. I'm going to be a Heisman Trophy winner as a freshman. 
I don't think he's going to be. Najee Harris is there. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I think he's going to be second straight. Yeah, he, can, he might think he's going to win the Heisman right away, but he thinks he's going to. He's confident. So they went about them. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go in and play right away. I don't, I, he might play some. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to be the main guy right away. Let's go back to the recap. Let's go with Ole Miss. Ole Miss, um, it's, uh, they got the five-star running back Jerry Ely. Uh, they, they beat them out from Clemson and Alabama. Um, and they also stole the country's top-ranked Juco linebacker, Lakey Henry, away from Arkansas. Yep. Um, Jonathan Mingo, despite advances from others, and beat Auburn for defensive tackle Lamarius Cox. The uh, the Rebels are ranked number 22 in the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. You think Ole Miss had a good day? Yeah, Ole Miss, like I said, going back to the teams had a good day. Um, Ole Miss coming back in Jerron Ely, who actually might go play professional baseball. He's, he's really good. Um, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Um, he's, he's probably better than Kyler, actually. Um, and so he, there's a chance he might go play baseball. Um, and then uh, – Another guy is, and you're not denying just a touch on. There's a pretty good chance Kyler Murray. I, I saw an interview on him. There's a pretty good chance Kyler Murray might play baseball for football. Yeah, I think he's getting football chance, but but anyways, oh, um, but I'm going to go back to. Well, I think it's just a, it's an easier sports play. I mean, you can play it for ten years, make five million dollars a year, <laughs> and you know, it's just not near as hard on your body. I would play baseball because he's probably hearing from the scouts saying, "Look, you're not going to play quarterback." Yeah, and, and well, not only that, yeah, 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 that for one, and and, and another thing is, it's just it's just easier on your body. It's just you can play it, and it's one of the most popular sports. It's top four. It's not popular as football, but still popular. You, you can one of the most profitable sports. You can play for longer. Uh, it's a financial better move in the long run. It's better for your body in the long run. And uh, like, especially me now, who knows what I've done when I was that age and necessarily think correctly, <laughs> but uh, I would pick baseball. But anyway, going back to what I said, Ole Miss had a good day. Um, Tennessee had a good day. Uh, well, we were talking about, okay, Florida and all that. Okay, we talked about good days. I want to talk about a couple bad days. Sure, go ahead. Talk about bad days. Florida State has, did not have, like, Florida State, they have not had. They've only had one class in 15 years outside the top 15. They're currently number, I believe. Don't quote me. I believe they're 16. And it's not just that they haven't signed one quarterback in two years. Not one prep quarterback. That's a problem. <laughs> that if the one position you can't miss on is quarterback, they've missed two years in a row. And I know because obviously I follow them a little bit because of the old coach being Oregon's coach. And not to boot, their second highest rated commit, um, Nick Cross, didn't sign. He still hasn't signed. He's still deciding between Maryland, Penn State, and Florida State. If he, if they lose him, I believe Florida State, might stay in the top 20. They might not. So not a good day for them. That's number one. Not And the second team not having a good day is USC. USC has never signed a class outside the top 15. They currently sit at number 18. 
not only that, if they lose four-star Pukunakua, guess who it's between? Well, he's currently committed to USC. USC is considered to be like in fourth or fifth position. So he's probably not going to USC. USC is probably going to lose him. USC is going to, for the first time in the history of recruiting rankings, finish outside the top 20. That's how bad their year has been. That's a bad year by USC. Some teams, that's, that's good. <laughs> for USC, that's bad. That's good um, for Oregon, though. Yeah, good. Well, yeah, Oregon's doing really well because USC's doing bad. When's the last day to flip? Oh, you can go up till signing. I mean, till fall camp, I believe. That's what I thought. Like you said, okay. But, like but the there's before. only there's only like three guys. There's only like a couple guys out there not signed. There's there's only two guys right now that are that are blue chippers that aren't signed. Uh, Nick Cross, safety, four star safety from Maryland, top one hundred player, and four star Puka Nakua. Uh, Nakua's <laughs> committed to USC. Nick Cross is committed to Florida State. I think Nick Cross, it's like between Florida State, Penn State, Maryland, I think it literally is a tie. Like, he could go to any of the three. Like, who knows where he goes. And also, um, um, but, Ohio State beat Puka USC. Did, yeah, well, hold on, hold on, I'm not done with this. Um, Puka Nakua is like, USC, he's not probably going to USC. He's, he's going to Washington or Oregon. Ooh. It was thought he was yeah I know yeah believe me I'm really on top of this one. <laughs> it was thought he had a he, you know Washington only signed one receiver. He took a official visit there. He had a great time. People were saying Washington was in a good place. He then visited UCLA and he visited Oregon. People were like yeah he liked Oregon. He had a good time there. But because Washington just seems like a good place, he signs tomorrow. You know, the couple crystal balls came in for Washington. Washington was feeling pretty good. Oregon was kind of like, well, we did a good job with that. Then all of a sudden, the night before, he said he's not signing. Wow. And everyone was like, whoa, why is he not signing? And then some stuff started coming out. Started coming out that he was having a lot of contact with Justin Herbert, Marcus Arroyo, the OC for Oregon, and has also thought that he might be waiting to see because Oregon doesn't have a wide receiver coach who Oregon hires as a wide receiver coach. So all of that kind of tilted a little back to Oregon. So Herbert's right involved now, with these at, recruiting as well? Yeah, I guess. It's, uh, I, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> He's involved. Uh, yeah, he literally says, <laughs> it's really quoted that he said that Justin Herbert's recruiting him. He's a star. So as of right now, today, He's probably going to be deciding tomorrow or early next week. And I would say it's about 60% Oregon, 40 Washington. The fact he waited, it just seems like it, that it works. And most people are kind of under the assumption that it's probably working a little more in Oregon's favor because he could be waiting to see what happens with the Oregon wide receiver. And, yeah, it just seems like if he had gone to Washington, he, that would have been, he just would have done that on signing day. You're crossing so your fingers, a little aren't bit you? Of a, yeah, 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 he's great. I mean, he's terrific. He's, he, I think he, he's the best. We signed four good wide receivers, but I think Puka's the best. I think he's, he's tremendous. He's long. He, he's, he's great, has great moves, great ball skills. Uh, he's just he's a, he's a very good player. Yeah, I, I'd love to have him. And he, he'd, he'd play, play day one, I think. And more news from USC. Ohio State beat USC for our offensive line. Enoch Mahi out of Hawaii. 
Yep. Long, long time USC lean. Yeah. Four star USC struggled on the line. They needed to get a good offensive lineman. They had missed on Sean Ryan. He went to UCLA. They missed on Jonah Chinua. He went to Oregon. Now they missed on Enoch. So, uh, I mean, USC <laughs> had a bad year, dude. You have to understand. It really was, it's just a bad year on the field. They it's got toxic. Cliff Kinsbury. He yeah. left after a couple weeks. A worst year recruiting in like ever. Um, and UCLA. UCLA had a horrible year recruiting. Well, their basketball school. UCLA. UCLA finished forty third. <laughs> it was the lowest rank, ranking for UCLA in the recruiting era, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. You know that Russell Westbrook so UCLA, went to UCLA. Yeah, I know that. Yep. Um. So, yeah. So, speaking about Ohio State, they were in number three this year. What do you think about their their performance? They were number three. No, they weren't for a recruiting class. Ohio State. No, they weren't. They're number fourteen. Oh my bad, my bad. One. Okay, wrong paragraph. <laughs> wrong paragraph. <laughs> Maryland, the Terrapins landed the top available quarterback heading into the day in in four star quarterback Lance Legandre. Wait, that's a totally different subject. What happened to Ohio State? Uh, Ohio State, <laughs> wrong paragraph. I, I I lost my notes, but let's look into to Maryland. They signed a good quarterback. Wait, I was going to comment on it. Okay, well, go ahead, Ohio State. How did Ohio State do this? Rude. Year? Well, well, they finished. Okay. Well, you're like, how Ohio State did it first third? I'm like, no, they didn't. Um, but, but, but speaking of Ohio State's class, Ohio State signed the 14th ranked class. That's the lowest, actually the lowest ranked class by Ohio State, I think, in like 10 years. Wow. But, but Ohio State only signed 16 guys. Their average recruit, per, uh, recruit ranking per recruit was still in the top 10. So they didn't sign a big class. I think it's partly to do with the coaching change. And because they did, I don't think they had a ton of room because they had signed a couple big classes in a row. But they signed, like, I would not, like, for instance, this really does matter. They signed 16 guys, so that did affect the ranking. If they would have signed, like, 22, they would have had a top 10 class with that average. So they had a pretty good, they signed pretty good guys. It's just a small class. But comparably, UCLA signed 20, sorry, USC signed 26 guys. USC signed a very big class and still only finished 18. Their average per recruit rating was like 88, which is a three star. So USC had a bad class because not only was the ranking lower, but they actually signed a lot of guys and had low ranking average per recruit. Ohio State had a lower ranking than normal, but part of that was because they signed such few guys. Yeah, that does come into play. Like, if you only sign 12 guys, you're going to not have as high a ranking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Ready to get back to Maryland? Oregon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Maryland did. I mean, Maryland had a good. Okay. I'll briefly touch on Maryland. Maryland had a good day. They signed the, the, the quarterback. Um, I think they got someone else, but they didn't. They, they did. Overall, Maryland didn't have a very good class. They got uh, linebacker Cortez Andrew and Juco offensive lineman Paris Heath. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a couple guys, but they didn't have a very good class. But it was Loxley came in, and he had a, a short time to, to get a class. So, tough situation to walk into. 
the Gamecocks got their top two remaining targets and top twenty, uh, top two four seven defensive tackle Jack Hayes Sorrells and defensive back Jamie Robinson, and closed with nation's number nineteen class. Yeah, and they, and they might go up actually a couple because Florida State loses that kid in USC. So actually, it's pretty classified. Pretty solid class by South Carolina. The problem, there's a problem. South Carolina, 17th ranked class. It's 17th, 19th right now. They'll probably finish about 18th. Um, good class. Problem, they're in the SEC. Um, you have someone like, uh, uh, you know, 22nd ranked class for Ole Miss. Not a bad class. Problem, they're in the SEC. Um, you have uh, Mississippi State and they have the 23rd ranked class. Problem is, they're in the SEC. Tennessee, 13th ranked class. Tremendous, 270 composite. Problem is they're in the SEC. See what I'm saying? Because you have number one Alabama, you have number two Georgia, you have number five LSU, you have number four Texas A&M. So it just makes it so hard because you, you, you when when you, you're competing against guys that are getting top five classes, even if you're getting top ten, top fifteen, you're competing against people that get better. You know. Better classes. Whereas in the Pac-12, Oregon is in the number seven class. Not one other Pac-12 school is in the top 15. Miami. Not one other. Beat out LSU for top 247 defensive back Christian Williams. Another very impressive down-the-stretch recruiting win. I mean, yeah, it was a good win, you know, um, but at the end of the day, Miami finished with the 28th ranked class. What do you think about Miami so far? You think they're on, on a good track? You know, they they had a couple good transfers come in. Um, Bubba Bolden from USC, former four star. They had, I think, a guy that was a three or four star from Virginia Tech come in. They had Tate Martell, four star from Ohio State. They might have had another. They've had some good transfers. Um, uh, and oh, Jeff Thomas, a big time player, really good player, top 100 former four star. He came back. He left Miami, and he actually came back. So, you know, Miami did some good things. Uh, they did good things as far as transfers. They didn't have a good class. Um, they did were able to get a couple guys in the end. Uh, they got Christian Williams, a four star from Alabama. They flipped him. But as a whole, they, they didn't have a great class. Do I think Diaz has some energy? Think I, do I think you'll have a pretty good probably recruiting class in 2020? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. I think he's a pretty good recruiter. I think he'll get some energy back there. But as far as next year, I think they're they're you know they're they're gonna they're gonna probably be a year or two away from really doing anything in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the beginning. I think they had a fairly good start, obviously, but you can't do much for the short. With a, like a very short time frame, you know, like he just got hired in December, yeah. Yeah. so there's so much going yeah, on. Yeah, he did, he did, he did the best he could. Yeah, and of course he got Danny Anos uh, from Alabama, so so he got some good hirings to to lay yep, down the foundation. So, but it's gonna take a couple years. We say five years yeah. here at the sports guy, so we'll see. Five years, oh, five years, you'll be fired if he doesn't get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You got to flip things pretty quick now. Anything else before we? Uh, leave recruiting to the side. No, it was it was fun. I I do it as a hobby. Probably do it more than a hobby. I literally probably spend 
two, three hours a day on recruiting sites. It's pretty bad. I actually going <laughs> to cut it out now. You I should work in recruitment much. somewhere. Well, I did actually get a job. To, I got offered to uh, for this one service, but I, I, I didn't end up doing it because it was like commission. But yeah. I think, yeah, I thought about applying for like rivals or two or seven sports. Yeah, I probably should. Give me a rec- recommendation. I will do it. Yeah, definitely send in some tapes or and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a, definitely my first full year of experiencing recruitment. How important it is. Hopefully, we'll have another episode. Uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks, talk about recruitment. You know what goes behind it's the scenes, fun. and it's a whole it's fun. Yeah, it's a whole department. You know, and and maybe yeah. I mean, I mean we, we, yeah, when you start following recruiting, it makes you like really just so much get into the games even more because you like follow these kids in high school. Yeah, it's like it's I cool. know that guy. Uh, that kid was. Oh know, yeah, I, I've known him forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for like two, three years now. So. I know, like, Oregon Duck roster. I'm like, I remember that kid when we stole him last second from whatever, Alabama. You think Alabama has lost a step with with, with recruitment? <laughs> you, you, you asked me the same question last year. Dude, they had the number one pl- class this year. I know, but, I mean, obviously, How, like, the lose? gap has been closing yeah. in. I, I mean, has it been closing in? Not, I mean, last year they finished fifth. They they didn't have a great year. For them, they had a little bit of an off. I mean, fifth is still amazing. I mean, no, no, they're they're getting plenty of talent. They're fine. Okay. I don't uh, feel I don't feel, I don't feel bad for Alabama. But you know, looking at the rankings, Oregon's in, in like the mix of all these big teams, and you know they're definitely yeah looking well, better. Yeah, I mean, Oregon Oregon is going to be better for sure, especially in their conference. Yeah. Anyways. The Super Bowl. What were your thoughts about the game? Um, if you like defense, it's good. If you don't like defense, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> it was it was not it was not the most eventful game, but it was it was a very good defensive game. Um, I, I didn't think Jared Goff played a very good game, um, but there was other guys that defensively, just some guys. Um, High Tower played good. Uh, is it Gilmer? Gilmer is the one corner. He, he did. He did very, very good. Um, just in general, they, they. It was. It was a just a big time defensive game. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say than that. Um, uh, congrats to the Patriots winning their hundredth Super Bowl in a row. Um, you know, just keep on winning those. Like get to one one. I mean, I think. It, in my opinion, I don't understand why Tom Brady wouldn't retire now. Me too. Like what? You've won six Super Bowls. You're forty nine or fifty or whatever age you are. Like just go, just like it's good. I mean, what else like, to prove? Like if you keep make, yeah. I Would don't you know. retire? Like, like you know, winning a championship. Yeah. What's going to end up happening? I, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to retire. He's going to end up re- having to retire because of an injury, and he's going to walk. He's going to look back at his career and be like, "Yeah, I probably should have left after I won that one Super Bowl." <laughs> I did. I shouldn't put that out there, but I'm going to put it out there. I just think this is going to happen. I think he's going to retire because he ends up tearing his knee and he can't play anymore. That could happen. Which I heard he uh, he's I playing you... injured most of the time. That's what they say. Yeah, he doesn't look like it. <laughs> what do you think about Todd Gurley? Why do you think he didn't play much? Yeah, that's a good question. Was he injured? No one knows. No confirmations. Yeah, he hardly played. 
And McAvey, McAvey got, got his ass whooped by Belichick. I mean, Belichick gave a good old-fashioned butt whooping. But, you know, I think he'll come back. I think he'll come back. I think he's a good coach. What did you think coach. about the performance of Edelman? Good. He's great. He's tremendous. <laughs> he's, he's one of the best. He's just, I mean, between, you know, you've had Edelman, you've had Amendola, you've had Welker. That, that slot guy's just done business in New England. That's why. Kyler Murray gets drafted. He goes if he goes to New England, that could be a situation. He has a decently long career as a slot guy. He'd be perfect. If they if they if they draft him, that'd be a good place to go. Hello. Hello. Still there? Oh, I'm sorry. I had to get my door. Someone, uh, my neighbor, came through. So. Um, yeah. So... Are you doing a drug deal? No, no, no. It was a lady that, uh, she had to, uh, she, she, uh, locked out, uh, from her office and then, you know, she wanted me to let her in, so... Are you at your, are you at your office? Yeah. At your house right now? I'm at my oh. office. How, at the studio. how late do you stay at your office? I usually stay, like, throughout the night. I'm a, I'm a hustler. I hustle, I, I work, like, all day, all night. Like, like, all night, like, what time do you leave? I usually leave around seven, but times like these, I can stay a little bit longer and you know close Jeez. things out. No, but it's okay. <laughs> I, heard, I saw you're hiring someone on Facebook. I am. I think I found someone already. Not oh, dang! It, I was gonna apply. Uh, well, okay. you, you have to be local. <laughs> be I know. Local. It's okay. Anyways, okay. it was a good Super Bowl. I really thought that the Patriots really closed the deal. Um, I actually heard that uh, that they. That they uh, kind of mimic what the Lions did when they played against the Rams. They stopped the running from the Rams and they stopped like the short slots. So they definitely did their homework there. Wow! So, hey, you're probably good job. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, we got. You want to predict some uh, NBA predictions? Let's do it. Okay, um, Lakers at the Boston Celtics. Um, I, I guess I have not. Oh, that's right. NBA boycotted it. Oh, that's right. So you you probably didn't watch it. Anything. Well, I'll do. Uh, no, that's fine. I'll do a couple of guesses. I, I'll I'll do Boston. I've not been really. I've not been watching it though. Yeah, I know. Uh, college basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's your college basketball. Okay. Uh, let's go for Cincinnati. Cincinnati at Memphis. Oh my gosh! I don't know how they're doing. I. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Iowa at Indiana. Oh my gosh! I need to. Okay, hold on, dude. Hold on a second. We can just skip predictions. Hold on. No, I can do a couple. I'll do a couple. <laughs> um, Iowa and Indiana. I'm looking at the records. I, like I, I've not been. I've been so into, invested in college no. football and recruiting. That's I, like, I'm not watching any other sports. Yeah, I mean, I need to watch some other stuff, though. Um, uh, hold on. I'm going to do a guess here. Uh, Iowa and Indiana. I want Iowa to win, but uh, let me let me look. It's probably Iowa going to win. Why is, my, why is my computer, why is my phone moving slower than old man locked in a <laughs> chimney? Crickets. <laughs> hold on. This is so slow. 
Oh, probably the weather. Weather is terrible here, by the way. It's warm down here. 70 degrees right now. Hate the repetition. Uh, today it, it was like five degrees in a blizzard. That's so like ten inches ice. No, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna give a try to give as accurate prediction as I can. I don't like guessing stuff. Iowa versus Indiana. Why are you asking me? Hold on. Oh no, I guess Iowa is top because originally I looked at them like neither of these teams are even in the top twenty-five. Well, but well, Iowa, Iowa is. is. Indiana, yeah, they are. So I'll go. Just ask me top twenty-five. Don't be asking me non-top twenty-five teams. Uh, I will. Um, uh, do I guess I'll do Iowa. Okay. I, I really don't know. San Francisco I'm, at oh, Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. That's easy. And Houston at UCF. Well, Houston's good. Oh, uh, Houston's good. Yeah, Houston. Houston. And random question: Who is Ralph Sampson? Sampson, their coach. Who's who's Houston's coach? Isn't it? Ralph Sampson. Let's see. Houston University basketball coach. It is Kelvin Sampson. Ralph Sampson. That's right. Kelvin Sampson. I met Kelvin. Ralph Sampson's ex NBA guy. Yep, Kelvin <laughs> Sampson. Yeah, the old Indiana coach. And random question: Which typical team uh, bonding exercise is the most fun? Go karting or paintballing? I'm gonna go paintballing. Yeah, I agree. I think paintballing is fun. Yeah, <laughs> go karting. Yeah. Well, anyways, so uh, so play, uh, so uh, between now and the start of the college football season, we can still see some flips, right? Oh no 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 no! If they're signed, no, you won't. Okay, so no, there'll no, still no, be no. more signings coming up in, the, in like the, in the next couple of weeks. There's only two guys available. Okay. No, if you want to get, if you want to stay involved in the college football, you then move on to 2020. Oh. For commitments. Okay, I gotcha. Now remember, just because you commit, does not mean that you stick to your commitment. No, you can flip like the day before national no, signing day. Yeah. No. Or day of? George Pickens. George Pickens, who was committed to Auburn, was committed there for two years and flipped on signing day to Georgia. What do you think Auburn felt like? Five star that had been committed there, Alabama kid, for two years, flips on signing day. Wow. Oh, Christian also, Williams signed at, Christian Williams was committed to Alabama for over a year, flipped on signing day to Miami. Wow. So, yeah, and, no, it happens. And history question of the day Do you remember Adam Archuleta? Yeah. Yep. Good or bad player? Good, yeah, good. Superstar. <laughs> no, I don't know, superstar. He's a good player. St. Louis Rams, baby. Someone, someone yeah, was saying, like, when was the last white cornerback? And, and like, one guy said, oh, it was Adam Archuleta. No, he was a safety. Yeah, no, he was that corner. Who said that? Some uh, some other sportscast member. <laughs> He's fired. <laughs> anyway, Tyler, <laughs> how can people reach you to talk to you about college recruiting? Tyler Turner, MPLS, what's up? Nice. He's up. Follow the sportscast yep. for the latest recruitment. Real. Follow us on mm-hmm. YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that review button. Well. And Tyler, I appreciate you coming <laughs> on to the sportscast. <laughs> I appreciate it.